Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. Benji Kelly and New Hope Church. We're so glad you've joined us for this week's podcast. Dr. Kelly is currently leading us through a series entitled Hope Rising. The best is yet to come. Here's Dr. Kelly with this week's podcast. How are we doing? That's the first time I've seen that video. This, the, the productions team around here is just second to none. Productions team, worship pastors at all of our campuses, and what they're about to do with this song that we just sang together. I mean, can we just honor all of the technical worship people around this place? I mean, what they do is spectacular. Everybody say, Hope Rising. Everybody say, Hope Rising. Everybody say, The best is yet to come. By the way, do, do you guys know where that saying comes from? The best is yet to come. It's a kind of um, it's a kind of southern folklore, if you will. Um, and in fact, somebody gave me a candle last night with the best is yet to come on it. I don't know where they found it. And then somebody gave gave me this. And this is the thing that really actually gets at the saying: the best is yet to come. There's an old legend, but I can testify that it's actually not legend for me. It is truth. It is reality for me. I'm sitting down at the last church I served out near the Grand Burlington area before I went to Kentucky and did some schooling before I came back here to start New Hope Church. And we had a fellowship hall at that church. And it was one of those fellowship halls, if you know what I mean, right? Nothing real fancy. uh, Plain uh, vinyl floor with those gray metal chairs. God bless the gray metal chairs. But up in that fellowship hall was food like you would not believe. With sweet tea, the way God intended it. I'm just letting you know. And so I'm sitting there, we're enjoying this dinner. And, and, and I got people right here in front of me who know exactly the place I'm talking about because they, they were at that church with me. And I'm sitting there and I finished the dinner and it's buffet, you know, it's covered dishes, all that stuff. So I finished and then this sweet little saint of a woman came up to me and she was clearing the table. And I said, thank you. And I kind of handed her my stuff and, and she took the fork off of my plate and handed it back to me. And she said, keep your fork Pastor, the best is yet to come. Come on now. When she said the best is yet to come, I knew I was about to get born again. Because the dessert was coming, baby. Is anybody else like me? Like, if you can do it your way, you will eat dessert before the main course. You know what I'm trying to say to you? She said the best is yet to come. And that's where that saying comes from. The best is yet to come. It is a, a positive vision into the future. It is the reality that for those who are in Christ, the best is always yet to come. Amen, church. Amen. I want to welcome all of you here to Central Campus, and I want to welcome all of our campuses. I want to celebrate actually a few things. This is really big news. Garner Campus is turning four years old today. Give the Garner people some love. Uh, Check this out. The Columbia campus and the North Raleigh campus, our two capital campuses, they are turning a year old today. Give them some love, church. Sanford campus, we welcome you. North Carolina Correctional Institute, Coffee House, Internet 
Kenya campus. I might have missed one if I did. Please forgive me. Don't send me a text about it. I know I try to remember them all and I have them up here, but I think I just got them all. Last but surely not least, I welcome you folks the Durham campus. Hey, before we jump in today, I cannot contain myself. I have to celebrate a few things. I, I have no way of, uh, of articulating it better than to say I believe it is a movement. I believe it is a groundswell movement under the leadership of Pastor Nick McDonald. Our student ministry has now moved to Friday nights. Listen to me. If you don't have your students at the church on Friday nights, I'm begging you to get them here. And here's why I'm begging you to get them here. The Axis Fall kickoff started last Friday night. I want to show you some pictures and I want to show you some numbers and some praises because only God, only God can do something like this. Check this out, church. This is huge news. We had four campuses do it on Friday night. We had 89 first time students. We had 72 salvations with our young people. And we had 335 total students. Now that is a movement that I want to be involved in. Amen. Anybody else excited that God is moving in this younger generation? And let me tell you, church, we always want to be a church that embraces and celebrates, and I would dare say welcome into decisions. Hello. How we do church. Hello. The students and the children of the church. Can I get an amen if you agree with me? The moment we start ignoring children or students is the moment we will quickly become irrelevant in the 21st century. Next week, I want you to know that in our children's ministry, the entire Hopetown children's ministry area, that is birth through fifth grade, that is where your children go on a Sunday morning, age-appropriate environments. Next Sunday, they are turning the entire Hopetown children's ministry area at all of our campuses into a Kenya village. They're going to be teaching our children about clean drinking water and contaminated drinking water and how we're going to be digging these wells in Africa. They're going to be using filters and a watering system to show our children that we can clean water for people to live. They're going to be teaching our children how to, how to cook uh, chipotle. If you have, not chipotle, that's chipotle Mexican. Um, it's it's uh, chipotle. Chipotle. I, I think I'm saying that right, right? But dude, I want some Mexican right now. See, I'm thinking about food this morning. Uh, how they, they, they cook Japati in Kenya over an open fire. I've had it. It is delicious. They're going to be doing all of this at our campuses to show our children that we are a global church with a global vision to help and bless the needy around the world. Can I get an amen? Amen. Praise God. So I just want you to pray for our children's ministry. Speaking of prayer, let's pray and let's go get what God has for us today in his word. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for what you're doing here today. Would you take our minds, please, Lord God, and would you think through them? God, take our hearts and fill with them today. Lord, if you do not speak today, nothing of any significance will have been spoken. So take my lips today. Use them, God. Get me out of the way and be glorified in this moment. This we pray in Jesus' name. And the people of God said... Amen. So are you ready? Here's my question to you today. Week number two of hope rising. The best is yet to come. Are you ready? I wasn't finished with my question, but I'm glad you answered. You guys are amazing. Are you ready to experience the power of God and the miracles of God up in New Hope Church at all of our campuses like never before? Are you? 
Now here's what it's going to take. It's going to take two things. Two things. If you're a note taker, take out that worship sheet that you were handed on your way in. Grab that New Hope pen in front of you. If you don't have a New Hope magnet on your car, grab the New Hope magnet at all of our campuses. Throw that bad boy on your car. For your neighbor that you're trying to reach in the name of Jesus when they are sleeping, slap it on their car. Whatever you want to do. I'm just saying. But check it out. There are two things. Two things. (laughs) Two things that will enable us to experience the miracles And the power of God in this church like never before. And I believe we're on the edge of doing that. Here's the first one. Here's the first one. Read it with me. The power of Almighty God. Again, the power of Almighty God. Is that not right? If we're going to experience the miracles of God and the work of God like never before, we can't do it on our own. It is a God thing. It's the power of of Almighty God. But there's a second thing that, that I don't think we think about enough because especially for the real spiritual people, the hyper-spiritual people among us, you just want to camp out on the power of God. But as I study church history and as I study the Word, there's actually another component that, that actually is the, 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 the solution or I should say the winning combination for a people to experience the favor and the anointing and the blessings of God. It's not just the power of Almighty God, but God chooses to unleash His power when He finds a people who understand the power of what, church? The power of partnership or the power of participation. I am going to use those two words interchangeably today. The power of partnership And the power of participation. Now, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open to Philippians 1. Philippians chapter 1. While you're doing that, let me tell you a story. It happened here actually on a Sunday morning. I'm making my way through the lobby area. And I overheard two mothers speaking together. And one of the mothers looked quite a bit frazzled, if you know what I mean. Just kind of stressed out, kind of worn around the edges, if you will. And this woman started to unload on this other mother. And she said, and I heard her, and here it is, quote, I just can't get my kids to do anything around the house. Parents, can you relate? I just can't get my kids to do anything around the house. So I end up having to do it all. The cleaning, the dishes, the laundry, the yard work. I don't, and there was exasperation in her voice when she said this. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to hold up. I'm exhausted. I know there are a lot of women in here who can relate, men as well. Now the other mom who was listening to her friend looked her in the eye and she said something rather profound. She said, well, maybe you should just stop doing everything and see what happens. The power of partnership, the power of participation is required to make a family operate and live successfully. The power of participation, the power of partnership is required. You business people know this. It's required for any business to start hitting on all cylinders. And the power of participation and partnership is, is, is required for the church of Jesus Christ to hit on all cylinders and become what God wants the church to become in the world. As we just sang about the holy church, redeeming Planet Earth. It is the power of participation. The power of what church? Any of you ever heard of what what they call in church circles the 80-20 rule? Have you heard of this? 
Some of you, yeah, okay, wow, a lot of you grew up in the church, so you've heard pastors talk about this. It's not just something that pastors talk about. It's actually true. And here it is. Let me share it with you. Studies show that in most congregations, 20% of the people do 80% of the work, while the other 80% of the people do only 20% of the work. It is a sad and frightening reality but it is true in the church. Now, I want to brag on you, Hope, for a moment. I don't think we've ever been like that. But we also are not where we need to be. Have you ever thought about this? Without you participating in the body of Christ, we are less than we could be with you participating. Without you partnering with us for the gospel of Jesus Christ to reach people for Jesus, teach them the Bible, and release fully devoted followers all over the world, this church is less than God envisions it to be. That is why I want to talk about partnership today. God has designed His church with a single concept in mind, namely the power of partnership. This is God's design. It's partnership. And I want to tell you today, on the second week of Hope Rising, there has never been a time in the history and the life of this short 12-year history called New Hope, never been a time in which the power of participation and the power of partnership is so vital for us to reach our God-given potential. Never been a time. Ever. And so on this very second week, I want to look at every single one of you. And with all the love I can muster up and with a heart that is ablaze with the vision of God for this church, I want to invite you into the game. I want to invite you to participate. To partner with me. To partner with the people sitting beside you. To partner with the people at all the campuses. I tweeted this morning. There was a quick count. There are 27 other worship celebrations going on today in the the morning and in the afternoon. 1 o'clock to 1 o'clock for Garner and Sanford. 27. That's a lot of people to partner with. And so I'm, I'm talking to every single one of you. So stop looking at me for a moment. Look at your neighbor with all the attitudes you can muster. Say, he's talking to you. Go, 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 go. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to all of you at our campuses. It's the power of participation. I want to give you, you know, I coach. I coach football. I coach baseball. I coach basketball. I want to tell you something that I always go over with my teams. And some of you are coaches, so you'll get this. Have you ever thought about what team stands for? T-E-A-M. T-E-A-M. Watch this. Everybody read it with me. Together. Next one. Now from the top. Ready? Go. One more time. Now you might have heard it said together everyone achieves more. Same thing. Together everyone accomplishes more. Unless you think I'm just starting to kind of tap into some kind of positivistic, you know, motivational, bingy, right? Unless you think I'm kind of going into a secular direction, I want to let you know that this whole concept of teamwork and partnership bubbles up for the church of Jesus Christ right in the Word of God. Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 through 6. Why don't we read it out loud together today, church? 
Ready? Go. I thank my God every time I remember you in all of my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your, because of your what? In the gospel from the first day until now. Let's continue. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It's the power of partnership, of participation. Let me talk to you today. Again, I hope you take notes on this. Let me, because guys, this will impact your family life. This will impact your work life. This will impact any kind of venue in which you try to lead and move people. This will impact everything about your life group. This will impact everything about the church. Let me talk to you today about the power of partnership, the power of participation. Here's the first thing if you're taking notes. God is glorified when we work together. Can I get an amen? God is what? Glorified when we work together. Notice that due to their partnership. And by the way, you know this. This is Paul's beloved church, Philippi. He loved the Philippians. Due to their partnership, Paul is thanking God for what God is doing in their church. And he's pointing out that the only way in which it is really happening is through the power of partnership, through the power of participation. The Holy Spirit is blowing on this church and they are doing great and mighty things for God. The same will be true for New Hope Church. Church, to the extent to which we partner together is the extent to which God is going to be glorified in and through our church is the power of participation. Any of you remember the entertainer of yesterday? It was kind of a generation ago, a man by the name of Jimmy Durant. Remember Jimmy Durant? Well, Jimmy Durant was um, speaking somewhere to a large group of World War II veterans. And he was invited and he really didn't want to go. He told him he has a very narrow window of time. But since he was passing through this particular city, he agreed to speak to these veterans. And so he gets there and he lets them know, hey, I have a very tight time schedule. I'm only going to be able to speak for about 15 minutes. And you know Jimmy Durant. He goes out there and he does his thing. He's a master. And he speaks for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And he told him he can only speak for 15 minutes. But he went 20 minutes, 25 minutes, 30 minutes. They say he went to about 45 minutes, even though he told them he could only speak for 15 15 minutes. When he wrapped up his, his talk, he came in off the stage and the manager said, hey, I thought you said you could only speak for 15 minutes. Why in the world did you stay out there that long? He said, Jimmy Durant said, well, I can tell you, but I'd rather show you. And so he walked the manager over to the curtain leg, if you will, pulled the curtain leg back and pointed on the front row and said, that's why I couldn't leave. And there on the front row, there were two veterans. They both had lost an arm in the war and they were sitting there. And every time Jimmy Durant would tell a story or a joke, they would actually clap hands with each other. power of partnership, the power of participation. Partnership is key, church. God created Adam and he looked at old Adam and he said, that old boy needs some help. And he sent Eve, right? Created Eve. God gave Moses a helper in his brother Aaron. Jesus chose 12 
witnesses, associates to be his disciples or his apostles. Paul in the New Testament, which we're studying his letter, he chose a co-worker and missionary laborers, Silas and Barnabas. Hear me, New Hope Church. God gets glorified when we work together. And hope rising. The best is yet to come. It's all about us together working for a God-sized future that we could not do on our own. Here's the second thing. Working together requires an attitude of joy. Amen? Working together requires an attitude of what? Joy. And joy is, as you know, this is why some of you love this church. It is one of the hallmark characteristics of this church. But if we're not careful, because we are stepping into a big, bold, God-sized future, for many of us, we're going to be called to kind of step out of the boat, if you will. Fear will set in. Anxiety might set in. We might worry about things. We might not know if we're doing what God's calling us to do. And if we are not careful, we could lose our joy at New Hope Church. And so I wanted to remind us on the second week of hope rising, hear me out. We will never be able to accomplish hope rising if we go at it like a bunch of sticks in the mud. We must determine even on the front end that we are going to keep our joy at an optimal level. Can I get a witness? We're going to be people of joy. We're going to smile. We're going to lead our life groups with joy. We're going to be people who are faith-based and believe that God is going to do a great work in and through us. And we're going to go about that great task with an enormous amount of joy. Because God is good. God is faithful. We are his people. And if we partner together. We will see the work of God. Like we've never seen it before. Amen. Amen. Look at what the Bible says. Look at what the Bible says. Right here in the same text. Why don't we read it out loud together. Ready? Go. I thank my God. Every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with Always pray with what? Joy. Joy Because of your... I mean, just stop right there for a moment. Do you see how this is just bubbling up from the text? Paul says, I pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel. Later in this very same book, look at what Paul says right here. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. What is it? Rejoice. Praise God. The church should, must be a place, come on now, of contagious joy. This church, one of the things that I believe has helped God bring so many people to this church is because when they come to this church, they see people full of joy. They, they see people who are smiling. They see people who are... Ha- get, 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 get a picture of this. They see people who are happy to be at church. I know that's hard for some of you to imagine. You grew up going to a church and it looked like everybody was mad about being there. The preacher was mad. He preached about love and he was swearing and veins were popping out of his throat and sweat was pouring down and he was mean, 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 mean. No, no, no. The church is to be a place of joy. The church is to be a place of love. The church is to be a place of laughter. 
where we experience the joy of God. How many of you fly from time to time? You fly? You fly? You like to fly? I don't know what your favorite airline is, and and I don't do a lot of flying, but when I do, I want to try to get on this airline as much as possible. I love to fly with Southwest. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, the reason I like to fly with Southwest is a couple things. One is they're just good. But here's what I'm trying to point out to you. The reason they're good is because they have this incredible sense of partnership and an attitude of joy. And one flight, I was trying to get back here on a Friday so I could preach here on a Sunday. And it kind of brings these two things together. I'm sitting there in the plane and they're, they're doing their thing. The flight that I was getting on was late. So we were a little delayed. So I get on the plane and I got a window seat. And I'm sitting there in the window seat. And I'm, a, I'm able to see all of the people on the Southwest team work. I'm talking about the stewardesses. I'm talking about the pilot. I saw him come in. I saw the co-pilot. I'm looking out the window. I'm seeing the trash people. Emptying out the the plane, I'm seeing the luggage people empty out the plane. I'm seeing our luggage go onto the plane. And I'm seeing this unbelievable demonstration of teamwork. But it wasn't just the teamwork that I noticed. I noticed the way in which they did it together. And the way in which they were happy. And the way in which some of them were high-fiving and smiling. I mean, you could tell if you watch somebody if they're happy when they work or if they're miserable. And they were happy and it was, and I, I took that in for a moment. I was like, wow, this is one of the reasons why this, this, this organization, this airline is so successful. Well, they got us off. We were a little bit late, but the pilot came on and said, hey, uh, we got a little tailwind. We're going to make up some speed. We think we're going to get you into RDU on time. And I'm like, score. So we're flying into RDU. We start to descend and he, he comes down and it, it was one of those landings. How shall I put it? It wasn't very smooth. It was one of those landings where, bam, you know, and you're like, oh, thank the Lord, we're down, right? And you kind of steady yourself for a moment, you know, and the plane comes down, and you're like, I'm thinking, I had my seatbelt on, right? But it's a, it, it, bam, and it landed, and, and everybody kind of jolted for a moment, but we realized, okay, we're okay. And as we started to taxi up to the gate to depart off the plane, the, the stewardess, she was so delightful, and she got on the, 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 the little tele phone speaker thing where she's speaking and we're all hearing her. And she goes, we would like to welcome you to the Raleigh-Durham airport. We are so glad that we got you here on time. Now, we want you to understand that we realized that that landing was quite rough. (laughs) No, it gets better. She goes, I've spoken to the pilot. And he wanted you to know that it was not his fault. (laughs) And the co-pilot wanted you to know it's not his fault. And I would like to let you know that it's definitely not my fault. (laughs) And then she said, you might be pleased to know that it's not your fault. But we wanted to let you know that it was the asphalt. Right? Right? And everybody laughed. And a tense moment became one of joy. Is that not good or what? It's the power of partnership when people understand that when we work together with joy, God is glorified. Here's the third thing. If you're taking notes, third thing. Oh, this is so good. This is so, so good. God has placed us together so that we can help me out so that we can what? In accomplishing his mission. I want us all to read that together. I know some of you are writing, but I want you to read it so it gets deep into your psyche. Ready? Go. God has placed us together so that we can succeed in accomplishing his mission. When God's people partnership, 
When God's people participate, when God's leaders work together to the glory and honor of Christ, when God's movement is led by men and women who deeply desire to follow Christ, and when God's people come alongside and we all participate, listen to me, I'm telling you there is nothing that can stop the church of Jesus Christ when she is operating under the power of the Holy Spirit and participation. Nothing. So for those of you who might be skeptical, those of you who might be glass half full kind of people, I want to stand before you and let you know that the reason we have seen God's faithfulness and his power for 12 years and the reason why we have been able to step out, and I know it's a secular term, but it's in the Bible, the reason we've been able to step out and see God deliver and we succeed every single time is because our God is faithful. And our God... Loves to move through a people, not a person, through people, plural. Our God is a communal God. We just sang about it. Our God, what? Three in one. Our God is a communal God who loves to participate and engage and partner. Come on, let's just tell it like it is. God is partnering with us to redeem the planet. And if we keep that straight, we will succeed in this work that God has given us. Let me just show you a verse. We just read it earlier. Ready? Go. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will what? Until the day of Christ Jesus. He will carry it on to what? Ours is a God. Who will carry this work on to completion. Ours is a God who will carry the work he's doing in your life. Individually. If you stay grafted into the vine. Ours is a God who brings things on to completion. Hello church. Ours is a God who loves to be successful through his bride. I read a commentary. About this particular verse. This one verse here. In 1-6. Chapter 1-6. And I want you to read. I don't. I normally don't show you a bunch of commentary quotes. I know that's my job. To hit the study and work hard during the week. And bring the sermon to you. But but I just thought this was beautiful. The way it, the way it says it here. And it talks about what Paul is trying to communicate. And it really does share my heart. Check it out. The perfect tense of the Greek word translated. Being confident. Indicates that Paul had come to a settled and confident conviction that God would most certainly continue on to completion the good work he had begun in them. And I want to let you know today that I stand before you. Well, now I sit before you. And with confident conviction... That God is going to bring this great work that we are doing at all of our campuses onto completion. And the way in which he is going to do that is through the power of Almighty God. Amen? And what? The power of participation. The power of you and I participating together. 
Because what we have to understand, listen to me, church, listen to me, please, is we can do so much more together than we could ever do alone. And whereas this church started with five of us 12 years ago, you take now five, 6,000 people, however many people come to this church now, and you get us all aligned. You get us all unified. You get us all moving in the same direction. And I'm telling you, it's the kind of church that Matthew 18 talks about. The gates of hell cannot overcome. It is the power of of participation. I want to show you something. We're in Philippians. I want you to reach in your chair pocket in front of you. At Sanford, it might be in the pew back. At every campus, there's a little piece of paper. There's a little piece of paper. Do you have that? Grab that piece of paper. Every single person at all of our campuses, I want you to grab this because here's what you have. You have a verse from the book of Philippians. Do you have it? Now watch this. If I were to sit up here and read the book of Philippians, it's only four chapters, but if I read it in a way that you would engage it in and it was understanding and all that, how long do you think it would take to read those four chapters? Huh? Maybe 10 minutes. Maybe 15 minutes. It's not a long book. Now watch this. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Ooh, ooh, I've been excited about this. On the count of three, I want you to read that verse. Out loud. On the count of three. I'm going to join you. All of our campuses. On the count of three, we're going to read this verse together. One, two, three. But even if I'm being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. Bam! We just read the whole book. Do you see it? Somebody said, let's do it again. Let's do it again. And I'm not going to read because my mic was was overpowering you. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to read mine. I'm going to mouth it. But everybody really loud. It's going to sound like we're speaking in tongues up in here. You can leave leave here and go tell somebody, your aunt, your uncle, your granddad, who thinks we need to be a tongue-speaking church. You can just go tell them we spoke all up in tongues in church. Here we go. Ready? I don't know where that came from. I I don't have a clue. Just on the count of three. One, two, three. read the entire book of Philippians twice. (laughs) You see it? Do you see it? Do you see what we can do when the Durham campus partners with the Columbia campus and partners with the Sanford campus partners with the Garner campus and the North Raleigh campus and the coffee house and the internet and the Kenya and the children and the students at all of those campuses can you see what we can do through the power of partnership country you're over the top today Ford said this coming together is beginning staying together is progress but working together is success do you see 
what we can do when we work together. Legendary coach of Oklahoma University, Bud Wilkinson, once said this about the fabulous sport of football. Football is 22 people on the field who are desperately in need of rest, being watched by 22,000 people in the stands who are desperately in need of exercise. (laughs) I love that. And I keep using this analogy. It's time for some of you to come out of the grandstands and get on the playing field. Get on the gridiron of what Christ is doing in the world. I had a 55-year-old man grab me the other night. And with tears rolling down his face, he said, I've waited my entire life to be involved in a movement like this. And last week I spoke about vision and regret. Remember that? Man, if you missed it, go to the resource centers and pick it up today. This is your moment. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity to get on the playing field of what God is doing in the world and to let God use your one and only life to lift high the light of Christ and push back the darkness in the world, to grow a church that becomes nothing less than a beacon of faith, hope, and love, a church that not only saves people's souls spiritually, but a church that saves people's lives physically. And if you're not careful, it'll pass you by. So I'm calling you out. And I think I've, I think I've earned the right to do so. We did this thing 12 years ago or even 7 years ago when a group of 300 of us, right? 300 of us and 150 children. Think about that. Took down 36 acres of land in the epicenter of North Carolina and built a 36,000 square foot building. You're talking about faith. You're talking about radical discipleship. When we did that, I wasn't even sure I had the, I had the authority to get up and speak about such things. I thought I was trembling like a leaf on a tree. I didn't, I didn't even know if I knew what I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. I might still not know what I'm doing. But I think after 12 years, I've earned the right. If you disagree with me, just go ahead and leave today. And there's another, there's plenty of churches everywhere. Go find another one. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. If I haven't earned the right to speak into your life like this, you're in the wrong place. But I think you know what I'm about. I think you know what New Hope Church is all about. I don't think you would be here if you didn't. And if you, if you know my heart and you know what I'm about and you know what this church is about, I think I've earned the right to stand before you and say, this is a once-in-a-life opportunity and we can take this mountain for God, but it's going to require every single person to come out of the grandstands and get on the playing field and embrace the power, come on church, of partnership. The power of participation. One more quote. Helen Keller said this. Alone we can do so little. Together we can do so much. The power of participation.
Let me close. Let me get real crystal clear. Every single Sunday, and some of you are going to love this, and I'm, this is the way I think a campaign should be done. Every single Sunday in this campaign is not going to be about money. Because it's not about the money. It's not about the money, money, money. Oh, where did that come from? <laughs> oh, we, we need to do that feature up in here. Core team, we need to get that song going on. It's not, it's not about the money. It's about what God wants to do through us by giving our money to Hope Rising. So every Sunday for six weeks, it's not going to be about money. But every now and then, I'm, or maybe each week, I might spend a little time on it. But the sermon itself, the power of participation, it relates to all of us. But let me just, let me just walk very practically through what this looks like for you to participate. Because some of you are like, okay, you're ready. Where, where, how, when? Here's what I want you to do. The power of participation. I want you to pray daily about a three-year pledge to Hope Rising. Pray what? Pray daily. For many of you, this will take your prayer life to places you've only dreamed it would go. Pray, pray, pray. Pray daily. Join me in praying daily. And join. And by the way, when you pray, this is so, so important. I realized this last night. When you pray, guess what you got to do? You got to learn that there are parts of your prayer when you speak. And there are parts of your prayer when you hush up. My dad, who is not a Christian, he did say some good things growing up. He said, there is a reason why you have two ears, son, and one mouth. For you to listen more than you speak. So as you pray daily, yeah, you're praying and you're sharing your heart with God and you're asking God to lead you. But here's what you're going to need to do. You're going to have to be quiet some. And you're going to have to learn to listen to that still, small voice. And if you do this daily, I am telling you, God will lead you to an amount to pledge. Pray daily. Don't miss a single Sunday. Between now and Hope Rising. Don't miss a single Sunday of Hope Rising, which will culminate on the, by the way, on October 26th. And then we're going to have a great celebration Sunday a couple weeks later. Don't miss any of that if you're going to really participate in this thing. Here's the third thing. Join a mid-sized life group happening at each campus. Here is, oh Lord, we done got all mixed up here. Um, uh, we, <laughs> there, there we go. Okay, ready? Here it is. So pray daily about your three-year pledge. Don't miss a single Sunday. Stretch your faith by making a three-year pledge. On what date? October 26, 2014. All of you have received your swag bag at all of our campuses. You just go out there and get it if you didn't. Everybody, who has your Hope Rising shirts on? Come on now. Everybody should be wearing these Hope Rising. Who's got your wristbands on? Hope rising, wear those every... You're like, really? You want us to wear that every single Sunday? You want the whole church to be in the same stinking t-shirt? Wouldn't that be cool? Stretch your faith by making a three-year pledge. I'm going to show you a pledge card. And you've seen this. It's in the booklet. But I just need to start explaining things very, very clearly. There is a pledge card. That is in the swag bags and in your Hope Rising booklet. It looks like that. And there are many things on there for you. Here is a, a table or a grid that, that helps you start thinking through. Where am I going to participate? 
How am I going to partner with the church? Where do I fall on this grid? Do you realize that if you just gave, let's just say $75, just imagine if you gave $75 a week, that actually becomes a hope rising pledge of $11,000. Some of you, $40 a week would be a stretch. That becomes a pledge of $6,240. Others of you, you you've reached success. You, you're looking for significance. You, you could give actually $1,600 a week. You say, really, there are people in our church that can do that? Oh, yeah. And I'm actually hearing from them. And they're fired up. And that person could give a quarter million dollars over three years. And I might dare say it would be the best quarter million dollars they would spend in those three years. Like if I didn't believe that, I shouldn't be up here, right? So for you to partner with us is for you to start praying about this and thinking about this between now and October 26th. The pastors and the staff, by the way, side note, this is not even in my notes, but I feel led to let you know this. Would you pray for us this Wednesday? Because this Wednesday, guess what? The pastors and the staff and their spouses, we're getting away for an entire day. We're doing an off-site retreat together. We're going to study the Word together. We're going to worship together. We're going to do all kind of fun stuff together. We're going to uh, get to the Word together. And then at the end of the day, on this Wednesday, September 24th, guess what your pastors and staff are going to do? We're going to pledge early. And then we're going to be able to let you know what your leadership is doing. Because I don't believe we should ever ask you to do anything that we're not willing to do ourselves. That would be called hypocrisy. So what I want you to do, I want you to pray daily. Don't miss a single Sunday. Stretch your faith. It's called the power of participation. Come on, church, who believes we can do this? Who believes we can do this, church? Come on, at all of our campuses, who's ready to go get this, church? Who's ready to dive in and go get this together, church? Every single person, children, students, adults, we're all embarking upon a God-sized future called Hope Rising. The best is yet to come. Pray with me. Father, we love you today. We thank you today. We praise you, God. I'm just so excited, God. I cannot even contain myself these days that I get to preach and share and cast vision to a a group of people, God, who's just so amped up about what you are going to do through this campaign. God, I can feel it rising. And I'm just so excited, God, that there's a movement of people who understand that the greatest thing we can do with our lives, God, is partner with you and partner with one another. Father, I pray that as your children pray, maybe like they never have before, God, I pray that this movement would hit our knees daily and just start praying and just start praising you. And in the midst of that time, God, just Learn to be quiet and listen to that still, small voice. Jesus, you told us in the Gospel of John that my sheep recognize my voice. God, we want to follow you. We want you to speak to us. We want you to stretch us. And as you do, God, we promise that we will follow faithfully and we will stand back and praise you when you move mightily among us. 
power of partnership. If you're here today, I'm just wondering, with all heads bowed, eyes closed, I'm wondering if you're here today, if you would say, you know what, God? Even already, on, on week number two, I'm in. I'm in. I'm going to, I'm going to engage and I'm going to partner with that pastor and these people in New Hope Church. If that's you at all of the campuses and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, you're in. I just want you to lift your hand right now as a way to say to God, I'm in. Just raise it up high. Raise it up. Raise it up. Oh, I love it. Keep them up high. Keep them up high. Just hands all over this place. Father, for the men and women who've, who've lifted them up to declare to you, God, we're going to do this together. Would you bless them? Would you speak to them? Would you minister to them? You can drop your hands. Father, for the people who are here and they're just, they're just not sure. God, I pray that you, you move mightily in their lives and you speak to them, God, and you nudge them and you move them. Maybe they're in, God, and they just don't like to raise their hand in church. That's perfectly fine. Whatever the case may be, God, would you, would you minister to them and lead them? And lastly, Father God, I want to pray for the person who is here and the last thing they could think about is partnering with a church and a campaign because they actually need to come to know you first. They actually need to be found in Christ. And if you're here today and you desire to have a relationship with Jesus, you desire to have your sins forgiven and your name written in what the Bible calls the Lamb's Book of Life, you know that you need Jesus. You know that you need joy. You're not even sure you've been saved. At all of our campuses, I just want you to lift your hands because I want to pray with you. I just want to pray with you. If you're here and you, you desire salvation, just raise your hand up. I see you over here. I see you over here. I see you here. I see you few over here. I see you in the back, sir. Campuses, I'm sure hands are popped up. They're leaving them up high, Father. For the people who've raised their hands here at Central and at all of our campuses and they are... Desiring to be born again. They're desiring to, to have a relationship with you. God, would you minister to them right now? Would you come into their hearts? If you just raised your hand in any of our campuses, say a simple prayer like this. Lord Jesus, I receive you today as the Christ of the world, the anointed one. I receive you as my Lord. I receive you as my Savior. I am a sinner and I need you to save me. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Come into my heart today. Come into my heart to stay. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, what do we want to say to those who just raised their hands? What do we want to say to those? That's good stuff right there. Welcome to the family of God. Welcome to the family of God. All of you at the campuses, welcome to the family of God. Of God. Campus pastors and all of our campuses, we're going to sign off. We love you guys, and we're going to all worship Almighty God, who is worthy of our worship. Amen? Amen. Love you guys at the campuses. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like to learn more about the ministries of New Hope Church, please stop by one of our six campuses anytime or visit us online at newhopenc.org. If you have any prayer requests, please send those to prayers at newhopenc.org. And our pastors and staff will stand with you in prayer. We hope you'll join us next week. God bless and thank you for being a part of our church family.